Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Andy DiGenova from Holy Batcast. You can find me on all social media as Holy Batcast. Alrighty, and today we're talking about Minute 138, which starts with Batman continuing to beat up poor souls in a uh, abandoned warehouse. Uh, not so abandoned. And uh, then the minute's going to end with, uh, no, he's still beating up dudes. It's uh, this is this is one whole minute of the amazing warehouse Batman scene that we've all come to know and love. And uh, it starts with uh, Batman. He first batarangs this dude straight in the chest. I'm not sure if he's dead, but we'll assume he's not. I think, I think he's batarangd into the, like the shoulder. Yeah, Plot, was pl- it shoulder? Plausible deniability. That's what it's all about. That's the key. Yeah, is you can go. Like it, you, you go. That guy could walk away from that. He'll be all right. It looks like it hit the gun and then like it him. Like he cut the gun in half, like disabling it so he couldn't fire it or jammed it or something, and then the batarang hit him. Plausible that- deniability is how I live my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so after he, I'm pretty sure the guy's still alive. Um, but this guy who shows up right here, uh, he's not going to live, um, just, to to break everyone's hearts right now. Um, but it's one of those, uh, it's one of those, it's what happens in most Batman films. Um, so this thug who kicks open this door, he unpins a grenade. He's getting ready to throw it at Batman, but Batman's quick on the draw and he uses the man who was grappling hooked, uh, in the last minute, kicks him sends him off the grappling hook into the man with the grenade. And as the man shuffles to reclaim that grenade to throw it, it explodes because the timer has run out on it, killing him and probably the guy who was in the grappling hook. But um, this okay. brings up the... This brings up... Do you have a comment? Though? I was going to say, that guy was really just going to... like If you look at really how far away Batman was... like. Maybe what, fifteen feet away from him? He was just really just gonna toss a grenade into that whole room and what, just run out the back there? What's his plan? It always confuses the hell out of me whenever someone has a grenade in movies and stuff. It's like, what's your plan really? Like what are you gonna do? You're just gonna you're just gonna grab it and you're gonna try to throw it as far away as you can? Like I mean there's no shrapnel goes everywhere from a grenade. Mm-hmm. Like you really gotta if you're pulling a pin out of a grenade, you really gotta like chuck that thing. It's, uh, you can't just toss it and be like, oh, here you go. I'm going to yeah. try to roll it under your seat. And a lot of times people think like grenades are like explosive, but they're really just... A metal is what kills you. It's, it's really just exploding. It, it, it's Tony Stark's It's ass. like a bunch of bullets flying in all directions. Sure, mm-hmm. metal. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I don't know, because normally when you keep it clamped, like a grenade, like you're cooking it kind of thing, mm-hmm. and, and it's really just when you throw it that it, uh, it, it goes off. So... If you try and grab the grenade and you pull the the clamp down again, does that stop it further? Or? I don't think so. I think it's just like a mixture component. It's like, yeah, it's a mixture that has to, that it's, it's on a timer. But yeah. like you pull the pin and then the little flick that you do, like that's what activates it. That's what arms it. Mm-hmm. Once you flick it, I'm pretty sure that timer is I'm pretty sure the chemical like, reaction is yeah, starting yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, you, so can't you can't stop, stop a chemical uh-uh. reaction once it's started. So, but that's not the same thing as frag grenades. Frag grenades are different, and I don't. I think it's still the same chemical reaction. But uh, like these grenades that he's holding, like this, like you know, 
Vietnam era, whatever the hell it is, uh, grenade, they're they're different than frags. Frags like have like like the beads in them, and those are what shoot out like bullets. Mm-hmm. These are just like sharp metal and dust and crap. No, thank you. Uh, if I was the man, uh, you already have a gun on you. Just take the L and like <laughs> maybe roll backwards instead of moving forward. Uh, I'm sure you can get another grenade somewhere. You don't have to get that one. You don't have to live your life with that grenade. Uh, and it just, he kind of got what he deserved. Like, I mean, it's just like, there's always that one guy that's got a grenade. And it's like, really, dude? In the one grenade. Yeah. The one, and, he, and he can't, you know, it's like, I can't live life without it. I got, you know. I got the grenade, really? It's like, he, he was like, he was like looking at it before the fight. And it's like, this is the one, baby. Yeah. This is going to do it. He's like, I need it. I can't live without it. Um, just get another grenade, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, it detonates. He's gone. Uh, and uh, this is normally how Batman uh, quote unquote kills people by their own demise kind of thing. Yeah, their own misfortune. Yeah. We it's s- weird that like this after this grenade blows up, it like starts like, is this... It's supposed to be like the climax of him fighting in the warehouse or it's like the music swells and like it ends up to be like a really fast sequence of him and hand to hand right now and kicking people and you know what I mean? I think it's like, um, it's like a break. It's like a, it's like a, maybe it was like from predator mode to brawler mode. Yeah. Is that what it was? This was the, yeah, it kind of, it kind of was the cherry on top of last minute. Yeah, it's like, like he's, he's he doesn't have any of his gadgets anymore. Like yeah. he's done with the gadgets. Now that was he's the just end of punch it. people. Yeah, yeah, that was the end of his initial uh, wake up call. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say it's more at like kicking it all into overdrive. Yeah. So like he's been disarming them, and then when the explosion happens, now it's just like it, it 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 kicks into a new gear because now from here is when he takes you know he does the four on one fight, which is kind of the uh, almost the centerpiece of the entire thing. Uh, Richard Citrone, who's the the stuntman who did a lot of this fighting, he said that that was the that was what was considered the the big centerpiece was the four on one fight, and it was something he said he he rehearsed for months just to get it perfect. And it is perfect, dude. It's my <laughs> the the four on one fight of this warehouse scene is yeah my absolute favorite part of it because there's just something so fluid, almost like. Uh, uh, like prequel Star Wars lightsaber choreography, where it's just so like in tempo, like you can you can you can feel the counts of these yeah. choreographers. Like, all right, one, two, three, four, and it's like it works so well. Um, before that happens, after the guy with the grenade explodes, we get some. We get uh, this happens in Arkham, uh, the Arkham games, which is called free flow combat, which is Batman's ability to move throughout the the room in in gameplay by attacking opponents and targeting the next person. So as you punch one person, you set yourself up to lunge at the next person and then mm. lunge at the other person and, and, and flip over the other guy and, and you gotta mash Y if yeah. you need to counter his Yeah, and you counter and you, you and and before you know it, you're on the other side of the room. You're like hitting up. Yeah, and you're still in combos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like thirty plus into the combo and you're like just you're like almost like this speedster who's like just flowing through this and they can't they can't seem to touch you because you're still in this potential energy like you're just going and going and going 
And uh, that's what we see here in about 13 seconds in. It's just that free flow combat, which again, like it just heavily influenced from those Arkham games. And um, it, it's just, it's so nice to see every, it's like every bit of the Arkham game is in here. Like, it's not just like, oh, it looks like the Arkham game. It's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, like you can do that. You can do that. You can definitely do that. You can, and it's like, you can do the counter with like, we see people with knives and thugs with knives in that gameplay a huge part in the gameplay and how batman counters them and then attacks them and like every bit was just like wrote down in a notebook where they're like okay he does this he does this he does that and they're like all right we got to put them all in one big scene and it's like it works so well um he picks up the dude uh at the end of his free flow combat and just like wrestling move throws him straight he into the slams him, like one-handed <laughs> we use the momentum of him and just slams him into the floor breaking the boards of the floorboards and everything like i can't even i don't ever want to be put in that situation ever in my life i don't expect myself to be it's not like i'm going out and getting beat up every day but mm-hmm. if that were the case bah, nah no yeah. thanks yeah absolutely uh, it's uh we talked about it two weeks ago when he was fighting Superman and, and, you know, he was in a, in a mech power suit mm-hmm. and Superman, you know, although he was weakened from kryptonite, he was still like strong enough to take punches and get thrown onto a pile of metal. And like, so they both had super strength enough to break walls and break bathroom stalls and sinks over their heads and stuff. Like they could do that because they were metahumans basically. But uh, this is a Batman not in a mech suit and people that don't have superpowers and they're being thrown into walls and floorboards and, you know, maybe it's a good decision from Zack to put them in a warehouse that is old so that they can break easily, like the floorboards and stuff. And, like, you can just blame it on, like, oh, yeah, the wood's just really old, so obviously it'll break. But Gotham. the power old. of a man to pick up another man and slam him into walls or, or floorboards and for it to just completely buckle and break apart uh, is in- weirdly satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I think that is part of it. I mean, sure. I mean, it's 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 satisfying to see these guys just bust through walls and boxes and everything. And it's just it makes the whole thing more dynamic and exciting. Yeah, absolutely. This uh, this part right here where they have the two thugs, one man is shooting guns, and then they just drop their guns and immediately switch to knives because they're like, obviously these guns aren't working. Um, Maybe they ran out of ammo. Probably, yeah, probably. But I, I, I love the 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 stance that they take, the the shot of them switching from guns to knives. Like you feel like okay, something's gonna get. This is going to get really, really cool here. And it's already already cool. So you're like, damn, this thing is going to keep on going. Like, it's not going to end anytime soon. Which I think is another thing about how cool this scene is, is that uh, normally stuff like this, we're always like, yeah, this is going to be really cool. And then it's like, it cuts or it ends. And, you know, you're left wanting more. Yeah. But this is like not even over yet. Like this not Batman chance. scene. Um, which is another reason why it's so great because... It's it's like halfway through, you know, like we still have so much left to go. Um, Batman comes over, grabs this dude by the head, vaults over this crate, 
and slams a war style man yeah slams the dude's head into the crate and then upon doing that grappling hooks the crate and then sends it flying straight at this dude's head who absolutely is dead like I don't, there yeah. is no question to this yeah that guy is there was a scene in i think it was jason goes to hell and then he, he was outside of a diner and there was someone getting into a car and like one of the diner workers was like yelling and screaming about like Jason killing people or whatever. And he walks up to her and like does that like palm up to the nose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Bleh. like that's what the same kind of feel that I got from that guy. Like he's just this box flying at whatever speed that, you know, Batman can throw it at just like smashes you right in the mouth right there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. He's dead. The blood splatter wasn't in the theaters. I remember that. Yeah, the theatrical cut, they take that part out, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, if it helps save you from an R rating, then yeah, that's one of those things that I think maybe as a director, maybe you should have taken that out, like even out of the ultimate cut, like, Hey, like, be edgy. What do you mean taking that out? No, don't take that out of the ultimate. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, if you can remove it, then remove it. But I don't know. It's it's up for debate. He gets hit, so the other four men with the knives are there, the four people that are going to fight Batman pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And so he's the fifth man, and he gets hit. They all dodge it. Like He literally looks like the poor kid in like a dodgeball team. Yeah, he just, does. <laughs> like... All four of them oh, dodge man. this thing, and the poor schmuck in the background is like, "Wait, what? Shouldn't have, should have been paying attention more, kid." <laughs> yeah. He literally, it's the the more I look at it, it, the more like it's just so funny that they're all like, "Oh, watch out for that big crate!" And he's like, "What?" And just like immediately gets hit in the face, uh, and he dies apparently. Um, apparently, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is. This is really good stuff right there. Um, they we start the four on one. They start the four on one. They shoot the grappling hook out of his hand, and uh, and it's just going right God, up into it. Man, he's pissed. He does this one move where it's like both of his arms go out, and he just like punches two people in the face. Like, oh man. Yeah, he's, that's what that's got to be the my favorite moment right there. Just and it's like one of those freeze frames you've seen now ever since yeah. the movie came out because it's just perfection. It's hard not to imagine Batman fighting any way else, you know? It's like, yeah, you like take like the, you know, 89 fight between him and Joker and, and that kind of like ballroom fighting style, I guess, if, if you will. That kind of like a calm essence of just like two iconic characters. But then you like get like real into the grit of it. And it's like, hey, Batman's just going to tear through four guys at once. Let's just mm-hmm. do it. Well, and what I love about that is, you know, in so many movies, when your hero takes on a huge slew of bad guys, uh, it's like he fights one at a time and the other ones just kind of stand in the back waiting for their turn. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here it's like, no, all four attack and, and it's up to Batman to uh, take them out all at once. They're not going to wait. Yeah, we saw that in the, the nightmare scene where he's fighting Krypton or Superman stormtroopers and they were waiting their turn. They were like, uh, I guess it's my turn as stuntman yeah. number two to jump in and fight you and get my gun taken and sweep kicked and all that. And it, and it felt very, like, for those two scenes to be in this one film is highly questionable because it's like, though that, that choreography, like, that does not fall into one of my favorite Batman scenes because it seems so easily, like, you can tell, like, 
all right, that man's waiting for his turn to jump in. But like, then you have this scene in the same movie, and it's like, this is the epitome of Batman combat. And it's like, how did that one? Why was that there? Why? How did we allow those two scenes to not be just as like impeccable? Yeah, um, when uh, when when Richard Citrone was on Holy Batcast, he he talked about both of these in in detail, and he talked about how in the nightmare scene, uh, number one, he was actually really really sick, <laughs> getting through it, uh, and uh, also uh, I, I also think there's just a difference there, whereas that hole was one that that fight was one unbroken shot, whereas this one, um, there's a lot more edits, so they're they're shot differently. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, you, you you see some of the the strengths and weaknesses of of both there. But I know Richard was like, God, I wish you know, I wish I'd uh, been able to shoot that one when I was feeling better because I was I w- I never feel like it quite nailed it. I still think it's it's a strong fight, but it you're right, it's not quite to the level that this is. Yeah, and they, and they, it's written in the uh, in the art of book as well. There's a big excerpt of dialogue, and I don't know if it was uh, Cetron or uh, one of the other. Uh, members on that on that scene but they talk about how they wanted it to be that big 360 long shot and like it all felt good on paper but when they actually tried to do it it was like one of the hardest things and it really got kind of like kind of they had a jerry-rig it to make it what they wanted and and uh yeah even in the book they they say how difficult it was to make that scene yeah um, and and they talked about how that scene was added somewhat late in the production so this one i know that they rehearsed for months to get to get perfect in that one they didn't have the time i think to to rehearse it to the level of this mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um, before we go ahead and wrap up for today, I just want a few other cool pointers is, uh, this dude with the long hair, he's taking the most amount of damage. We're going to see him taking a lot more punches. For the guy this, that looks like Han? The guy who looks like Han from yeah. Tokyo Drift and, uh, looks like Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. He, he t- kind of stands toe to toe with Batman throughout this fight scene. Um, but another cool, interesting thing is that Batman takes a bullet to the head and his Kevlar helmet, something that we've never really expected to see. Um, yeah, he takes a bullet to the head and and doesn't flinch about it, which is amazing. Yeah, but well, uh, and again, so so that. smart because over the years people are like, uh, just shoot him in the head. And I love that this is a Batman that is prepared for that. Uh, and I like that earlier in the film that that tech cowl that goes under his normal cowl is set up so that way when this happens, you go, oh yeah, uh, of course he's yeah. gonna protect his head. Yeah, it's one of the biggest like middle fingers to to people who criticize like. Oh yeah, just shoot him in the head, like like be done with it. And it's like, no, that does not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, you could you could other... still aim for his mouth, but it's a much smaller target. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and he's not gonna he's not gonna let that happen, um, especially with the teeth gritting Batman. Like, yeah. I, that terrifies me if I'd have to look at that. Yeah, he um, ha- he has Kevlar bridges in his teeth to to prevent I that from being a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he punches that dude so hard that he does that whipping of the body thing that we talked about two weeks ago because they did it to superman where you punch someone so hard that their whole body has to flip upside down and it's like there's like a big crack too when that guy like his neck breaks on the floorboards man yeah i don't i want to know how the how a stunt person does that where it's like hey when this person hits you you have to flip upside down they probably just like flipping your legs are tied so like you're getting hoisted (laughs) up it's incredible. No, like you like straight scorpion them, man. Yeah. Full scorp. Cool. 
Uh, do you guys have anything else for 138? No, sir. No, just that I think that this is, uh, in, in, in a whole bunch of awesome moments, I feel like this is just kind of the, the highlight of the entire sequence. It's just where everything kicks into overdrive. Awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. This is going to be one of those things where you'll be able to watch for forever and just keep finding just cool things and nothing seems to ever really, um, die down, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, cool. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. You can also find Nate and I on Vero as well and uh, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook. Let us know what you thought about today's minute or any other, other minutes during this warehouse scene. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.